Welcome back, Bolt fam, for another episode of Chargers Powder Hour, episode number 27. Uh, I'm super excited for this episode today. Uh, myself, Colin, and, and alongside me, we got Mr. Miles Raruka. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm a little bit in recovery mode today, but I'm I'm chilling. Nice. Yeah, I saw that you uh, were going a little hard this weekend. Yeah, you know, it was last week before school starts. I went a little crazy, but it was worth it. I'm still, I'm here. I'm in one piece. So let's do it. Oh, yeah. Cause class starts for you guys was it next, this week or next week? Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so, damn. They start tomorrow. Shit. Yeah. 22nd, baby. But, you know, I had to go. Yeah. I went a little crazy this weekend. Next weekend's going to be about the same. We got first Husker game. Um, so yep. definitely, definitely hitting the rail yard. For those of you who don't know the rail yard, it's a nice place in downtown Lincoln, Nebraska, where basically it's just a big bar with a bunch of big TVs, and it's really fun for Husker stuff. So definitely hitting there next week. But, yeah, I'm, I'm chilling. Nice. Yeah, I can't believe that college football is one basically here because, I mean, and now like it's really starting to hit hit home how close we are to to it being NFL season. There's just a couple of weeks, one preseason game left. Um, you know, I feel like the first couple preseason games every year, or it's kind of just like a tease, right? Because you're excited to see some of the guys back on the field, but you know that's going to be you know without Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, all the. JC Jackson, all the giant names that we've been just itching to see. Um, but yeah, man, it's getting close. It, it's getting really close. I think we're two and a half weeks away now from opening opening game. September, let's see. Well, it's that Thursday before, and the other ones are on September 11th. So that would be the 8th, 8th, 7th, 8th, something yeah, like that. Somewhere yeah, somewhere around there. So we've only got... Let's see, that'll be two weeks from this upcoming Thursday. So, hell yes. Nice, dude. Yeah, I I can't fucking wait. Um, and today, I mean, we are going to go over the preseason game with the Cowboys last night. Um, not the not the prettiest game for the Chargers, but we'll dive into that here uh, real quick before we do that. Uh, question for you: What are you drinking? And two. I got a little icebreaker to go along with it. So this was just a random thought that I had thought of, but um, I wanted to I wanted to get your take on it. So assume that in a different in a different galaxy in a different dimension, the Chargers have a different color scheme. Everything else is the same. The logo, uh, you know, the, the bull, the, the uniforms, everything is literally the same, but the only thing that is different is the color scheme. What two colors would you choose to be the, the chargers alternate dimension color scheme? Yeah, that's, that's tough. I'll start off with what I'm drinking. Um, like I mentioned, heavy weekend <laughs> okay. of drinking for me. So I am, I am drinking H2O, and I am not ashamed about it whatsoever. Nice. I almost went that route, but then, you know, some someone from the, the Powder Hour podcast has to, you know, 
has to take one for the Someone's team. Someone's got to so. carry. Someone's got to put me on their back. Yeah, hey, I, I honestly before, don't even think so. I, I totally get it. Right. Yeah, no, I've, I've, yeah, no. You know, I don't even know that I have beer here right now on me, and that's just that sounds horrible. So I'm, I'm just gonna stick with the water for tonight. Like I said, recovery mode. Um, yeah. So. Nice. That's what I'm drinking. Yeah, I, uh... um, I guess. What are you drinking? Or should we go to? Or should I go to the second part? Well, do you, do you have your colors? Um, Otherwise, I can I can tell you what I'm drinking if you still need a second to think. What are you drinking? I think I have it, but what are you drinking? Um, well, I'm drinking something. I don't think I've drank on the pod. It's a Sapporo premium beer. It's a Japanese beer. So it's, uh, it's very good. It's like my go-to when I go to like, uh, like a hibachi grill or like if you're at a sushi place. It's uh, just a good premium Let's see. Light beer. It's about what's the ABV on Sapporo? If I can find it here. Oh, okay. Now that now that yeah. you held it up, I, I recognize know. the logo. But at first, I was like, I was like, I don't know, I do what the hell that is. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find the ABV, but it's pretty. It's pretty light. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Found it. Found it last minute, like in the back of the fridge. So, uh, I, go. yeah, I, I, I need to go on a beer run sometime soon. But, yeah. So we got some water and we got some Sapporo. I like it. That's a good combo. Yeah. No. For sure. I again. I mean, I could probably rip open one, but sometimes you just gotta ask yourself if if it's really worth it. And right now, it's just not. So is it um, is it necessary? We'll it's to, super we'll, necessary. It's not. Necessary. It's not necessary right now. I'm, I'm chilling with water. It's got to love it. But uh, second part of our little icebreaker. Um, so color schemes. I mean, I already think that the Chargers have, like, the best color scheme in sports. So that's a tough question. But I think one of my co- – are we considering – are we, like, considering the Chargers right now as yellow or gold or what? Yellow. Yellow. Okay. Yeah. Then give me black and black and gold. God Kinda damn like it, what dude. The that's literally what I was going to fucking pick. That's literally what I really? was going to pick. <laughs> dude, yeah. well, black, hey, was, like, black was black was for sure locked in for me, but. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, black and gold. Immediately my, my mind went to black and gold, but I think black and like. No, you can't. You can't use blue really, because I mean that's powder blue and navy blue. I, I feel like are kind of out of the picture. But if yeah. you want black and like, I don't know, black and gold is a safe bet. It's clean. It's sharp. I was about to say it's kind of hard. It's really hard don't to mess it up. Say, like you know, hey, don't you dare say black what? and silver on this podcast. Don't you dare say black and oh, silver no. on this podcast. Never, never. Never, never. I will uh, say, I no, mean, yeah. they are two colors, but I could never see the Chargers wearing black and silver. Um, but yeah, see, I, I don't think the Raiders have a terrible color scheme. I just think like their their uniforms are so plain and boring, and I get that's I, that's that's part of the thing. That's why you know it's kind of a thing with a couple different it's franchises. It's like tradition. Is what everyone says. It's like yeah, iconic. it's tradition. Okay. Whatever. It's like tradition's boring as fuck. Yeah, pretty iconic what? when your last playoff win was before I was even a, a thought. So 
Yeah, no. So yeah. I mean, I, I'll stick with black and gold. I think that that's a good that's a good scheme. Um, so yeah, somewhere in an alternate dimension right now, Chargers are rocking black and gold. So makes you think, though. You know, if they didn't have blue and gold, like you know the 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 logo is sharp. You know, the uniforms are put together nice. It's it's the colors that really make those those pop though. So still the best uniforms in the in the league See, by far. See, my thought process was kind of, I mean, if they're staying the Chargers, it's you got to go. I don't think you want to change. You would not want to change it too much. So I'll I'll still take the gold, and then throw in some yeah. black because black's just badass. So yeah, because like you can't yeah. be the Chargers and have like green and red or something. That's just not Chargers. I also thought about going crazy. Like what if, like pink, like a like a, like a hot pink and like a like a lime green nope. or something like that. Could be interesting. Nope. You can. Miss, Could you be can worth taking a. You can look like, <laughs> you can look like Patrick Stahl. You don't want to see Herbert balling balling out in some uh, like lime green helmets with with some pink face no. mask see we already see we nah. already see the nickelodeon <laughs> podcast once a year. that's basically just that shit is made for children's tv so no I'm, I'm cool with that i'll stick with my black and with my uh black and gold all right all right i like it i like it good stuff man um well hey let's let's talk some chargers here uh preseason game number two went down last night and i I didn't watch it. I know you didn't get a chance to really watch it. I was busy watching watched, uh, the UFC I watched fights. A little, yeah. I watched a little bit of it, but then I just wanted yeah. to go to the bars. So, you know, it, yeah, it, the I, game I got kind of ugly. I went out to the bars around like 8.30, and the game didn't start till 9. So I was keeping up with it on my phone. But, uh, yeah, no, I was watching the UFC fights. That shit was absolutely insane. Um, but, anyways... Going back to the Chargers here, they lost last night, thirty-two to eighteen, to the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to cover some highlights and really, probably lowlights would be more uh, accurate based on the game that that went down last night. But uh, overall, just not a very impressive performance by the Chargers, and um, you know we'll we'll break it down, you know with some different groups and, and how they performed overall. But yeah, just a rough game, sloppy game. I, I think the biggest, uh, you know, and I have it, I have it written down first here on my highlights and lowlights. Uh, you know, the, the immediate, and I wouldn't even say overreaction on, on social media was, was the two special team uh, touchdowns that were given up by the chargers last night. It's just, man, it's not what you want to see. I know it's preseason, there's a lot of ways you can spin that, you know, you know, good, get it, get it out of your system now. That way you don't have to make those mistakes during the regular season. But uh, I think it's important to mention that most of the people, most of the guys on the punt return and kick return, you know, like the, the special teams units are, are guys that are probably, or that are going to make the roster or like right on the fringe of making the roster uh, competing for a spot somewhere. And those guys that make the team, in those situations usually end up playing on special teams. So it's not really like this is a, like a B team or even a C team special teams unit. This is pretty close to being, I mean, without a couple of guys, a couple of starters that didn't play last night that, that'll be on the, the special teams unit. I mean, Drew Tranquil, 
Nasir Adderley and I, I believe Josh Kelly. Or no, not Josh Kelly. There's someone else I'm missing. Michael Davis, I think. Um, yeah, so besides a couple a of guys, like this is going to be the, the starting special teams unit. And you just hate to see him give up two big, big returns. One, for, one a punt return, one a kick return, both by, uh, by the way of Cavante Turpin. I believe he was the USFL MVP. So yeah, I remember him at TCU. He was a baller at TCU. He would have been, he would have played there with like Jalen Rager and a bunch of those other dudes at okay. TCU. A couple so. of years ago. Yeah. He had, he had some good reads and, and obviously took him back for touchdowns. But uh, what are your initial thoughts on, on special teams last night? So actually I want to back check here just a second. Um, go back to our icebreaker real quick. I went mine black and purple. Now, now that I was thinking TCU, I think TCU's got the cleanest uniforms in college football. But um, yeah, I, um, I like they're they're so clean. But um, I liked what you mentioned about how these are a lot of these guys aren't going to be people that we're going to see meaningful snaps from necessarily um, in a real game scenario in a non preseason scenario. And I also love Brandon. I want to find Brandon Staley's quotes after the game. Um, about special teams, he was extremely disappointed. He, we kind of saw some emotion out of him that we haven't necessarily seen too much of. Um, so, basically, his quote: "I am trying to find it here. I'm disappointed. Here it is. I was disappointed because that's not the way we practice this week. That's not the way those guys performed in practice. And to come out there and play that way, they're going to learn from that." They're going to learn that the entire NFL is watching and we're watching the entire NFL. That's why these games are important when you're playing. You need to make sure that you'll perform or else we'll find someone else who can. I think that there will be a lot of people that learn from a lot a lot from this tonight. Which I know that before we hopped on here, you kind of mentioned, we were talking about some of the old coaches and how Brandon Staley just is a totally different guy. I don't think any of our past coaches would have had the stones to kind of go after him like that he necessarily didn't single out a single player but he knows that what happened last night on the special teams was beyond unacceptable so yeah that, that yeah. just gives me a lot of hope that that not only he's he's going to put the best people on the field obviously Brandon Staley's yeah. very cautioned of very precautionary about who he puts on the field during preseason um, especially more than other teams. I mean, we we hold out way more players than other teams do. I saw Patrick Mahomes do like 18 passes in the preseason game yesterday. But so again, they're not these aren't going to get people that are going to have meaningful snaps necessarily. Um, well, they will. Yeah, what it, I, it this what I was trying to say is these guys on special teams, like they will. Like a lot of these guys I gave up that, that were on the team last night on on the special teams unit, they're going to be seeing a, a decent if not a significant amount of special teams action once the season starts. Cause think about it, like your, your starters aren't going to be on, on special teams. Like your, your, you know, uh, skill players are, are, are just strictly offense and defense. So, you know, it is these guys that are, you know, battling for roster spots and, and, and fighting to make the team and that, that barely do make the team that end up being on your, on your, you know, on your, uh, coverage units so it, it's, here is it, the i have the full list it's of more than the a coverage unit right for me, here. it's more than a little concerning but that's where i was kind of wanting to get your take was you know how concerned are you I, I i should have said about just the special teams unit in general 
not too concerned. Um, I do have the whole. I have the whole coverage unit here. Uh, I think that it won't hurt to go through this. So we got JT Woods, um, Troy Reader, and then Raheem Lane. See, like both those guys. Dean Leonard will be on a. Yeah, well, he's fighting for a spot, but could be. Josh Kelly, um, Amen Ogbogamabiga. I will never get that name right in a million years. Kimon Hall. <laughs> And then Cole Christensen, Damon Lloyd, and Brandon Sebastian. So honestly, like I know what yeah. you're, I know what you're saying, but a lot of these dudes do not have locked in roster spots whatsoever. So no, I they, mean, I mean, and, some of them do. Some of them we don't know yet. Like guys like Dean Leonard. I mean, he, I mean, he's shown flashes and he's he's had his moments, but I mean, we just don't know. And here's the thing too: is that like I think injuries, especially like on a unit like special teams can really show up to bite you in the ass later, especially if a couple of those guys go down, you know, um, it's not, it may, may go more unnoticed because it's not a starting skill player on offense or defense that, that goes down. It's a, you know, a backup, but that means that someone else is going to have to get pulled up off the practice squad and be put on a coverage unit at some point, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, these guys, I, know like, I don't know saying. if they'll crack the roster right away, but, like, I mean, overall, I think what you said, Miles, I mean, Brandon Staley, he was very vocal last night after the game, which I, I thought was a good thing. Um, it was refreshing, super refreshing to hear as as a Chargers fan, just to have that accountability. And, and fans, I think, have known this since Staley's been on board. Um, he's holding these guys you know, to, you know, he's holding these guys way more accountable than I think most of them have ever been held before, at least by a coach at this level. And, you know, you hope that pays dividends. Um, and because of that, I mean, he's not afraid to, to voice his frustrations. You know, he, he even said, I think, um, you know, a direct quote, let me pull it up here real quick. Um, you need to make sure that you perform or else we'll find someone else who can. I think that there will be a lot of people yeah. that will learn a lot from this tonight. Like it doesn't get a lot clearer than that. And, uh, you know, that's something that Daniel Popper mentioned in his article and it, it's, it, it's the truth. Like, right. You know, some of these guys have had good, good moments in camp. Um, but now there's only a week left. There's one preseason game left. Um, because after next weekend, it, it's 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 go time. It's prep time for for week one. So I mean, it's it's here, and you know, it, it was just after as good as they looked last week, they took a step backwards. And I know what you're saying too. It's you know, it's featuring some guys that most likely won't be there week one or you know week five, um, but they could possibly be there week thirteen, week sixteen. You know. No, yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, I just that's why I'm not overly concerned. Out of that, out of that list of people I named, there's really only two guys that are absolute locks to make the roster, and that's J.T. Woods and Troy Reader. So I just, yeah, again, yeah, it was it was horrible. They had that. The punt return was a little bit different of a unit, but quite a few of the same, same face, some same faces out there for that. Um, I just we're not gonna see this whole unit out there in a meaningful game ever. So that's why I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, 
again, Brandon Staley, I mean, give me a find me a brick wall to run through whenever that man talks. Cause like he he just knows he knows what he's doing. He I know that I've said that time and time again, but he's you know, he basically formed this whole roster for himself and he he knows again, like you said, he's holding people accountable, which are things that a lot of our coaches in the past did not do. Uh, I mean, we had Anthony Lynn, who was yeah. run by favoritism towards certain players. Uh, so it, it's a nice breath of fresh air as a Chargers fan. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the staff is is all on the same page too, and like that that makes all the difference in the world because you can have a head coach that ha- you know believes you know believes one way and 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 goes about stuff one way and then his staff just you know doesn't mesh doesn't doesn't fit that mold of what he's trying to or the culture that he's trying to create and i think staley and the staff have have done a great job of um of kind of setting that standard uh i want to transition over to the defensive side of the ball real quick and talk about a guy who you just brought up miles um and that's jt woods and Again, I didn't watch the game last night, so I didn't, I didn't get to see um, a lot of the smaller details, um, kind of in between the lines um, of some of these, how some of these guys, you know, performed. Obviously, you know, at the end of the game, you have stats that you can go through, but as you know, that that never really tells the the, the full story. And so, did a little digging, and it sounds like JT Woods is having some early growing pains and I mean, it's not, I don't think it's time for concern. I just think it's time to acknowledge that the NFL is a hard fucking league. Like it's so hard. Like the, the jump from college, even from D one power five to just an average NFL team, the, it's just, monstrous difference right and so i look at a guy like jt woods trying to make this transition and i mean there's clearly some some skill sets that he possesses that staley and telesco and and company fell in love with but then there's obviously clearly some you know some some parts of his game that are, are severely not up to speed yet to be be put on an nfl field like you know, I think here. Let me let me dig into this a little bit. Um, yeah, so he's had a really tough time, uh, and it's it's shown up more so in the last two preseason games. But and I think everyone's kind of known this, uh, but his tackling is definitely a huge issue. And I, I believe yeah. he had yeah. two or three missed tackles again last night. Yeah, it was three missed tackles again last night. Um, and so, uh, man, I, I, I think what's happening is that Elohi Gilman is is winning this this battle for for that second safety spot, and I'm not thrilled about it. But I'm also taking it with a grain of salt because I know that sometimes with rookies, you know, that it, it takes them a whole camp, a whole preseason whole first half of the regular season to really find their find their groove get into a you know a routine and then really just start you know taking off and progressing so i hope that's the case with jt woods um but he's just he's had a kind of a rough camp um he's shown flashes pretty much like every other rookie db in this group but um 
yeah, I mean, he, he's he's not having the best preseason games. No, not at all. And that, that's, that was kind of a red flag that was noticeable throughout the whole draft process for JT Woods is that his tackling just has not been there. And I think maybe at this level, you know, the speed of the game is just something that you got to catch up to. Um, it's definitely a massive change from college to the NFL, just knowing, like you said, the NFL is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard to be a really good player in the NFL. Um, I'm not too worried yet about JT Woods, um, only because I, I just think it's going to take some time. Um, the physical intangibles are there. I mean, he ran a 4-3-something on the 40, and his size and speed, he was a Baylor track star. I mean, the intangibles are definitely yeah. there, but again, it just well, that's actually, kind of... That's exactly what uh, Daniel Popper mentioned in his article, was that you know his tools are, are insane, right? 4-3-6 time... Uh, four three six forty time uh, for safety, and you know has great ball skills, but you know he's he's also been beat a lot over uh, over the top for several completions and camp practices, and obviously, you know he badly misplayed a deep ball down the sideline in the Rams game that resulted in, in a touchdown. So he's just he's been he's been burned already a few times in in the preseason. Uh, you know, and the couple preseason games that we've had and going back to Brandon Staley's quotes, you know, like the NFL is watching, you know, and just like we're watching every other team in preseason, like they're watching us, especially our division rivals and, you know, our other conference opponents. So, you know, it's, he's, he's kind of getting put through the ringer right now, but again, I, I hope he can hope he can get some, um, you know, stability and, and really start, start to put things together, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of spend some time on JT Woods. Cause I think what that means with this much time left to go in camp, cause there's not a lot of time left. Um, I think that means what that means is a Lowy Gilman, um, is probably going to be starting in that second safety, um, in dime packages this season. I mean, Woods just, Woods just does not look ready yet. No, 100%, but I'm not, I'm not going to hit the panic button just quite yet. Um, I'm just going to give him, I'm going to give him a little bit more time. We haven't gotten a massive sample size uh, so far. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a bit, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit concerning that he, it, he's been struggling like he has been, but I think he'll be all right. We'll just kind of give it some time and then we'll know more. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving back over to the offensive side of the ball, two guys that I really wanted to, to highlight. Um, one guy who's put back-to-back preseason games together that have been really good, um, and that's Michael Bandy. I mean, this guy continues to show out eight receptions, 64 yards, and another touchdown. Um, he's really making it – he's really making Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley's life more difficult by balling out because – I think wide receiver was one of those groups going into camp that was kind of pretty much all uh, set in stone. Like it was all sure. There were questions of like shuffling within, you know, who could be three, who could be four, who could be five and and those types of conversations. But as far as who are the receivers going to be one through five, it was pretty set in stone. Um, And it still is set in stone for those top five, but Michael Bandy's really pushing and, and making a, 
an argument for the Chargers to keep six receivers and and not let him um, get cut. Because if he gets cut, I don't think he's going to clear waivers. Like, someone's going to snag this dude. Yeah, um, I honestly, I'm going to feel, I'm going to be really upset if he doesn't make the squad at this point, just because he's, it's kind of one of those things where I feel, I would feel bad. I would just feel horrible for him because like, what more can he do to prove it so far through these first two preseason games? Because he's been absolutely balling. But yeah, um, receiver is definitely one of the stronger aspects on this team, but Bandy deserves his, Bandy deserves his time to shine. I am a little surprised that I haven't seen him on coverage units yet. At least I don't I'd, – I'd have to go back and, and look at the first game, but I don't think he was last night at all. Um, so it's interesting to me that he's not getting any special teams reps because that's usually, you know, that's what coaches are looking for. If you're uh, if you're not a starting uh, player, I mean, you're, you're – you got to – provide value in other places and usually that's special teams and um he just gives me he this whole training camp and preseason he's given me like austin eckler 2017 vibes i think i've even said that a couple times on the podcast um and it's so true i mean different positions obviously different types of players but just physically like physically uh speaking like i mean he reminds me a lot of eckler small fast strong um and usually that those are great combinations for for a special teams guy. So I'm just a little surprised they haven't given him any of those opportunities because it seems like now, I mean, it, it's just silly because if he makes the team, guess what he's probably going to be doing the majority of the time? Like special teams. Yeah, like he's probably going to be on special teams, right? So it's like, to me, it's not a good sign um, for Michael Bandy. I mean... I, I I don't know what I'm talking about. I could be completely wrong, but like that that small sign kind of shows to me that I don't think the staff is really considering and 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 having a role for him on this team. Um, I think if they did, we they I mean I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just this is completely my own opinion, but I think we would have seen him more on special teams and more involved just in any other aspect trying to make this roster. I mean, he's had two really good games at receiver and in my mind, he's done enough to, to secure a wide receiver six spot. Um, but if they don't keep, if they don't hold on to this guy, he, someone's going to get him. He's not going to clear waivers. He's had such a strong preseason. He's had two really good games and that's tape for everybody. So people know about this guy now. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just, Again, I, he deserves his chance, one hundred percent. He, if he can prove it again, it's preseason, but like, he he's out there breaking dudes. Even in the joint practice last week, he put someone to their knees. Like he's one hundred percent deserves his flowers, uh, so far. Yeah, throughout this preseason. So I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm really hoping, um, that he does find a way to sneak onto this team because he he deserves it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. I, I I'm right there with you. I, to me, like he already has a spot on this roster. We'll see if the coaching staff feels the same way. But uh, just again, I can't remember anyone having this good, this impressive of a of a preseason, really since like Austin Eckler. So, 
gonna keep mentioning that until until it, yeah, I'm black and blue in the face. But the other receiver that had a hell of a night, and it was really just the talk of, of Chargers Twitter, I think, for the majority of the game. But um, Joshua Palmer, man, what a night he had! Um, very good to see, especially after the, the first game last week. He had a couple targets that um, didn't really result in much. Um, and I think we even mentioned this on the last episode was, you know, or, or the episode that we covered uh, after the first preseason game, which is, hey, you know, when Herbert's not throwing you the ball, like it's, you know, take that with a big grain of salt because that dude can make magic happen. Um, doesn't matter who you are, but it's good to see a guy like Josh Palmer go out and just dominate a preseason game like he did last night. That's what you're supposed to do when you're, considered a starting player or you know like a a starting role on an on NFL offense you should be able to come into a preseason game and just go off and that's exactly what he did yeah so far through the first two preseason games this the game script has literally been throw the ball to Joshua Palmer um he didn't have a single reception last week but he had five targets on the first two drives so He's yeah. definitely somebody that they want to get involved, and I think that we're only going to see that repetition um, pick up going into the regular season. I just think that um, he just has so many great intangibles. I know before we hopped on, I said this is it's going to be awesome because you know when maybe when Keenan starts slowing down a little bit, then we're going to have this Joshua Palmer do really there just to take his place. And yeah, Joshua Palmer's been absolutely balling. I know you and I bought stock on him a while ago um at this point i might just get a josh palmer jersey because that dude's a baller and i'm really excited to see what he does uh come the number five that like he's got a clean number too i don't think that's been said enough like i love like number five just looks so clean on a receiver you know who else was a receiver that wore number five your boy right here number five in high school so (laughs) Um, I, I actually do that. MR five, baby. I would have. I would. I could, I could be on the Chargers right now too. If I didn't get hurt my sophomore year, man, I might be in the league. But uh, yeah, no, five's a clean number. I might have to hop on the five train because he does have a very clean number. But yeah, Josh Palmer stock through the roof currently, and he's just proving us right so far. Uh. I know I brought it up before we hopped on the podcast, but might as well talk about it while we're on the podcast. At what point do you, how do I want to phrase this? I think right now the top three receivers for the Chargers, it's a no brainer, right? But I think there's a chance we could look back on this season and it would not surprise me if Josh Palmer is number two in targets and receptions. Like, I think he's still building some of that chemistry with, with Herbie. And I think they they made a lot last year, especially towards the end of the year. I mean, I look at that week 18 game against Vegas and some of the catches and, and plays that, that Palmer made down the stretch. He, that was kind of like him announcing himself to, to the NFL. I know he's had you know some nice plays, um, you know, over the course of the uh, his rookie season, but um, that to me was a game where I, I really bought stock. I was like, this guy looks legit. You can just tell that Herbert trusts him. You can tell that he's another, he's going to be another solid option for Herbert. So at what point, um, 
do defenses, you know, really game plan for Keenan and Mike? And and next thing you know, all these targets and and all this attention, all this uh, this love is going going to Josh Palmer because, hey, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take Keenan out of the game and take Mike out of the game and 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 the defensive game plan is to focus on those guys, like Palmer's gonna feast. Hundred percent. I'm just. I'm. He's gonna have a. He's gonna have a breakout game this year, and then I'm calling it. I don't know what week. I would love to call it right now, but he's gonna have. He's gonna have a game this year where he just completely breaks out, and then it's. There's gonna be no looking back. He's gonna be a perennial receiver for this team for years to come. So, um, I'm just excited. Is it man. possible? I, so, Josh Palmer over under 750 yards this season. What are you taking? I was about to say, I think we should predict his stats for this year. I think I'll just take – ooh, that's that's a really good line, actually. Damn. I don't know because there's a lot of – there's still a lot of mouths to feed in this offense right now. Um, I mean, you got one of the best catching running back, one of the best pass catching running backs. You got Keenan Allen, obviously, third in Keenan. You got Mike Will. Um, so I would probably just barely take the under, but I think that he can eclipse 700 – easily my thing is is i think that he's going to be one of those guys that's when he breaks out i think it's going to be towards the latter half of the season and then that's when he's going to go he's going to go crazy i wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a three or four game run where he just pops off he just has that kind of explosive playability so yeah i think i'll take i'll take the under um i think i think he'll break 600 500 for sure. Um, but I think a lot of it would depend. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll just take the under for now. But I mean, either way, I mean, he's going to he's gonna be very impactful and he, he's going to see a huge increase in, in targets and, and receptions from, from last season. So, um, yeah, super excited to watch that, dude. Yeah, 100%. Um, he's somebody that... Oops, I sound like oh, a broken say, record, but I know on. that you and I bought some stock in him. So, yeah, let's let's go. Let's keep it going. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we kind of ran into each other there. But, uh, no, I was going to talk O-line. So, offensive line had a shaky first preseason game. And, you know, I think at least based off what I saw on Chargers Twitter, um, there were a lot of people that were, you know, upset that, you know, some of, well, especially, you know, Trey Pipkin, Storm Norton, that, that position battle at right tackle. Um, it, it was very underwhelming the first preseason game, especially with how those guys performed. Um, but man, did these guys come back and have a bounce back game? Um, I want to shout out Zion Johnson, uh, Trey Pipkins, Will Clapp, and Jamari Sawyer. Because between the four of those guys, they combined for zero total pressures last night. And uh, zero pressures on a combined total of the four, um, 85 total snaps. So solid, solid offensive line play from those guys right there. Uh, obviously, Zion and Trey are, you know, looking at Zion will be a starter for sure. Trey Pipkins, I think, um, took a step forward in the right tackle position battle last night. I think he is still kind of the, the slight favorite in that. Um, and then 
obviously Will Clapp, Jamari Sawyer, um, getting more of a workload and, and still not allowing a pressure. You know, Will Clapp had 25 snaps last night. Jamari had 35. So that was really good to see, um, especially after Will Clapp kind of looked like shit last week. And, uh, you know, obviously Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton didn't look the best. But, um, yeah, just an incredible bounce back game. And uh, that's what you want to see in preseason. I mean, guys are going to fuck up. It's preseason, right? They're they're still knocking a lot of rust off, and that's that's fine. You know, you take all these all this stuff with a grain of salt, but uh, you want to see improvement week to week, and 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 we definitely saw it, um, especially with that right side of the O line, um, and then a couple, you know, nice nice performances by uh, some backups and, and Clap and Sawyer. But um, yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to get your opinion on on the offensive line and uh, and how they performed last night. Yeah, I mean, it speaks for itself. You said that stat about how little pressures or no pressures they gave up last night. Um, again, I agree with you. Will Clapp looked like shit that first game. Um, there wasn't a lot of good, great things to take away from the offensive line in that first game. But I think overall, they took a massive step forward last night. Um, from the plays that I saw, it, it seemed like they kept the pocket pretty clean. Um so yeah, I, I I like where this offensive line is heading. I think it's only a matter of time until, you know, Pipkins can, you know, do this do look this good in a real NFL game. So um massive bounce back from him last night. Um yeah. That's all that's really all I got. But yeah, big big time, big plays from them last night. Yeah, and it should be said too, um Storm Norton uh, allowed one pressure on 13 snaps, which, uh, and I, I forgot to mention Zion had zero pressures on 13 snaps. Trey Pipkins had zero pressures on 12 snaps. And so, um, you know, Storm Norton didn't have a bad game either, but he did get beat and allow pressure. So, um, you know, didn't, didn't give up a sack or, or a hit or anything like that. It was just a pressure. But, uh, again, this, this right tackle position battle is, uh, still pretty tight, but I think I think you'd have to give a slight edge to Trey Pipkins at this point. And um, yeah, I mean, we got one one game left to kind of see who is who is going to be the answer there. I could honestly see them going into the season with like not a permanent starter as well. Like, hey Trey, like you y- you you did a good good enough job in camp. You you won the battle, um, you know. But if you if you suck it up for the first three or four games, like we'll be just as quick to like do a, a right tackle by committee, or you know alternate, just have a you know an alternate Pipkins Norton right tackle all season. So I'm not necessarily ruling that out either. What what are your thoughts on that? No, I 100%. I think that we're going to see both. Well, considering that, let's say that neither one of them makes an absolute total push forward to go into that uh, right tackle one role, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes on a week-to-week basis. Hey, yeah, you had a good practice. You, you practiced well this week. You know, we'll give you a chance. Or maybe you didn't look as yeah. great this week. You played kind of bad in the game last week. You know, we're going to give someone else a chance. Um, I don't I don't think that there's going to be a solidified starting right tackle week one that's going to maintain that position all week unless one of them pulls away 
from each other in the few weeks remaining that we have until the regular season. Yeah, no, actually, and I, that would probably be, probably be more realistic about the the week to week going off practices, and I think matchups have to play play a role at some point too. You know how you know certain guys match up against you know certain um, you know edge rushers and and uh, linebackers, defense like all that stuff, right? So, yeah, um, haven't seen a whole lot of separation, but we still have another preseason game to go. So hopefully. Um, somebody steps up, but I mean, I think it's, you know, fair to say both of them have, have had decent preseasons. Even I would even say good preseasons, um, or just good camps in, in general. But I think, uh, I think Pipkin still has a slight edge there. So, um, let's see here. Anything else you wanted to, to cover? Oh, let's cover, uh, because I believe, it's still going. Is it still going on? Yeah, it's still going on. The NFL Top 100. Um, they they announced. What was it like? Another 20 players on the list today, from like 50 down to like 30 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think that they go like 25 at a time. Or no, it's not 25, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we got some guys on there. Chargers are the uh best team on it as in we have the most players on the top 25 so far um i'm just gonna rattle off who has been called so far um let's see if i can find it here so first on the list is why can i not find it i just had it pulled up and then i accidentally slid out of it okay here we go so first on the list last week at number 79 was Rashawn Slater. Then at 60, we had Corey Lindsley. Um, and then today was announced 46, Austin Eckler, 43, Derwin James, 40, Justin Herbert, and 35, Keenan Allen. So, um, again, representing the most people out of the league for any team on that list. Love to see that. And Joey Bosa's name still has not been called. Joey Bosa will... Uh, be sitting in that top 30 for sure um so any is there JC any surprises and either oh jc jackson you're right damn yeah i didn't even think about jc jackson and then uh you're, you're gonna add a healthy uh khalil mack onto this list next year so yeah rep- representing the bolts well in the top uh 100 players anybody that's Anybody that you're either surprised didn't make it, or you think is too high or too low, or what are your what are your initial thoughts on it, Littlest, so far? I honestly, I I kind of hate the NFL top 100, um, and it's it's just because it's too like arbitrary of the list. I feel like like to to go through the top 100 players at different positions, like it's so hard, and I and I, I get it because like. I think 40 is way too low or high for Herbert, I should say. Um, because, I mean, if you look at the guys taken like in the in the 30s above him, like Lamar Jackson was like 36 and Joe Mixon was like 38. So it's like, uh, I don't know. Like I even saw there was another running back. Dalvin Cook, I think, was like 30. And I'm like, dude, there it just makes no sense that a running back would be ranked above like – a quarterback like a top five quarterback like Herbert you know so I don't know there's just a lot of 
flaws in the list, but I mean, it's good to see that many chargers on the list. I feel like that's the most I've seen on the list since they've, they've been doing the countdown. So that's fun to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, every year it comes out, it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, actually this is the first year I've just kind of like totally ignored it. And I mean, I don't know. It's over the last couple of years, it's been really bad. And, um, again, it's just, I don't think it's the NFL's fault either. Like it, that's just a tough job to rank the top 100 best players at different positions across the entire sport. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's I agree. cool to see it's, it's for me, the coolest thing is just to see these, our, our guys, our charger players get recognized on a national level. Like that to me has always been the coolest part of it. Um, and I love how they do like with every player, they interview like other players around the league. Like to me, that's cool. And, and players get, get to see that and get to watch that. So I think that's a cool spin that they, they do on it. But as far as the list and the rankings themselves, like I could care less, but it's, it's good to see the, the, the chargers, you know, starting to get individually recognized. Yeah, hundred percent. It's actually, I believe that it's the players that make the list. Like they turn in ballots with ranking their top 20 or yeah, 25, you're right, actually, something yeah. along those it is by the players, players in the which makes it cool too, because so, but, I mean, that's, you want recognition from your peers in, 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 in this league, you know? So um, that's even, even more special for, for players. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, you just you just love to see the bolts getting some love. Um, you know, it seems like it seems like we just have. It really speaks just to how. Geez, I cannot speak. It really speaks towards just how talented our roster is. It feels like every year we're always towards the top, if not the top, of people or players in the Pro Bowl, and now we we get this list too. Yeah. So I. Again, it just speaks towards, you know, and the the cool thing is, is, I mean, there's quite a few players on that list that are products of, you know, Telesco's draft. I mean, Slater, Keenan, Herbert, Derwin. Um, is there anyone yep. else I'm forgetting? Joey, when he gets on there. Um, yep. Eckler. Like a lot of those dudes are people that we've watched for years now, and we've seen them grow into these top well, 100 Eckler players in the drafted, league. So but... I just think. Well, but you know Eckler what I mean. Drafted, but I'm, catching your drift. I'm catching your drift. <laughs> yeah, he's been a Charger since Yeah, okay, whatever. But he's been a Charger since day one. <laughs> so it is it is people that have been, you know, we've molded these players into what they are today. I think it speaks for um, ownership. You know, Telesco uh, gets a lot of hate sometimes, but, like, he's he's kind of been kicking ass the last few seasons. Yeah, and – I'm glad you mentioned that because I think something that's it's always been controversial, especially in these last six, seven years. Um, but really for a while now in Chargers and in, in Chargers uh world, I should say, is is the ownership, right? The whole move from San Diego to LA and and, and we're still kind of dealing with like the repercussions of that and um there's still a lot of hard feelings from fans in San Diego and it's I get that you know, Dean Spanos, just the Spanos family in general is kind of looked at in a negative light, but you can't deny, you know, the fact that they have willingly, you know, been this aggressive to go out and acquire these types of players. Like it's not like at, at the end of the day, the general manager has to get the green light from like ownership. 
to make a lot of to make the moves that the Chargers made this year, like big giant splash moves. Like, yeah, it starts with the coach and then, you know, it kind of goes from there up to the front office and, and, and general management, but then it goes all the way up to ownership. And it's like, everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone like from the coach all the way up to the ownership in order to pull off these types of moves. So I think, I mean, Dean Spanos, I mean, love him or hate him. However you feel about him, you have to at least give him respect and, and say, hey, like, you know, they, they've at least gone all in, which is all you ever want to see as a fan. Like, you want to see your team try to win. Like, you want to see them be aggressive. You want to see them go out and try to make themselves better. And I think by by doing that this offseason, like, I think what's going to happen over the next two or three years is there's going to be a shit ton more Charger fans. Because look at the product that they're putting out on the field. Even if they don't win the Super Bowl in the next two, three seasons, kids are going to watch primetime games with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Derwin James, Rashawn Slater, Austin Eckler. Like the list just goes on and on. JC Jackson. Like who's not going to want to watch that team? And who's not going to be a fan of that team? Especially if you're just kind of like a, you know, NFL football fan in general, you're not really loyal to a team. Like those are the teams that, that they, they're starting to build something special in LA, um, not just by a roster standpoint, but really by like a fan standpoint. And um, that's, it's a direct result from, you know, everyone being on the same page and, and ownership making moves and, and putting the best product out on the field. There's just a lot going for this team right now. Not just talent. I mean, the talent is there, but then like you got, probably the coolest uniforms in the league at one of the coolest stadiums in the league, get one of the best social media teams in the league. Uh, you're going to be an exciting team to watch for years. You got a young quarterback. You've got some of the best defensive players to ever step foot in LA on that team. Um, there's just, there's a lot going right for this franchise right now. And I love the direction in which it's heading. Cause we, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like three years ago, no, maybe not three years ago, but a few seasons before that, uh, before we went, uh, what was the year that we, 2018 season when we finished 12 and four or something like that? Like we were yeah. a poverty, we were a poverty franchise for a bit. We, we saw some dark times, but just like, I would say, I mean, it hasn't been as bad as some, like, it's not like the lions or somebody, but like compared to what yeah. I want to see, I would this say team is finally going, where we need to go. 20, 2010 or 2016 would have to be, in my opinion, like th- those were like the real rough years to be a Chargers fan. 2010 being the year that we had the best offense and the best defense in the league and missed the playoffs. 2016 being the year, our last year in San Diego, completely, I've never seen a, I've never seen a football team, pro, college, Pop Warner, that has been more decimated by injuries than the 2016 Chargers. And then, like they were, they they were out of it by the middle of the year, and you know their their roster was just fucking obliterated. And then you throw into the mix, you know, hey, it's your last year in San Diego. They just announced they're moving. Like it was just a rough year to be a Chargers fan during the 2016 campaign, and then even 2017, you know, like uh, you know all the here come all the you know we're we're kind of like the 
the laughing stock of, of the NFL again. You know, we had the failed logo, the LA logo that just got fucking torn apart on social media, playing in a soccer stadium for three years. Uh, man, dude, it was, yeah, like we're finally here. We're finally, I think there's a, like we're watching like the end product of something that's kind of been like just a decade of shit in the process. <laughs> and now it's like, like you said, you know, it thinks are it's great, great time to be a Chargers fan, you know, um, go out and get out to as many games as you can this year, home or away, go support them, you know, go, go support this product that Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco, Dean Spanos have created and, and are putting out on the field because it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be, it, it's going to be really fun this year. Yeah, I, I was just, um, I don't know if you got an opportunity to listen to, but I was on uh, NFL Outdated's podcast. Uh, you guys go check that out if you want. He did a Chargers episode, but he's a big he's a big Bears fan. He lives in Iowa, but he said that his son has a Justin Herbert jersey. I mean, there's just so there's so many just likable people on this team and in the organization in general, and they they've done a great job uh, with the whole rebrand. You know, the new uniforms, new logo, all that, sick as hell. Um, and yeah, now we've got maybe the most likable player in the league is Justin Herbert on our team. Now this team is sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, maybe this is a good way to kind of wrap this up is sky's the limit. And I think just be patient with this team, right? It's, it's, it's still preseason. There's even, I hate to say it, like even once the regular season gets here, there's going to be games and there's going to be, you know, patches of man, that was tough to watch or, you know, that, that, you know, we, that was a rough game to watch or, um, yeah, I think just patience is the biggest thing. And, you know, it's, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And I think chargers fans everywhere should, should, uh, you know, that should hit home for, for a lot of fans, you know, especially over the last couple of years with the nice starts that we've had, um, and, you know, not being able to, to make it into the dance at the end of the year. Like it's, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a fun season, um, but there's there's definitely going to be ups and there's definitely going to be downs. So, um, yeah, just just be patient with this team, man. They're uh, they're going to be a really really good team, and they're going to be led by a really good coach, and they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, they just, can win twelve games just, this year, much- and they're still going to be. Uh, yeah, they could win 12 games this year, and they're still going to be probably three or four games where they look like dog shit, and that's not going to be good. And it's going to be, you know, those are going to be the days on Chargers Twitter where, like, the sky is falling. <laughs> but, you know, in reality, like, it's going to be all right. You know, I think this team is way too talented to not come home with at least 11 or 12 wins. And uh, and then, you know, on top of that, the staff – everything about it. It's, it's going to be a really fun team to watch. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. There's just, honestly, in my eyes, there's just nothing, there's nothing that this franchise is doing in is doing wrong right now. Like they're, they just seem to be firing in all cylinders. And I think that's going to translate to success on the field. So with that, you got, you got any more thoughts for wrap this up? I don't, man. Um, yeah, it, it was, good to talk shop uh going into the last week of preseason and then shit it's it's gonna be here uh sooner than we or faster than we know so no that's all i got uh 
good stuff. Um, yeah, I did get a chance to see you uh, on the Outdated podcast. I, I believe we we retweeted it to our Twitter. So if you guys are out on Twitter, um, go check out Miles' uh, interview on what, what was the name of the podcast? Uh, it's NFL Outdated. You can find it on Twitter and on YouTube, I believe. But I would just go to, especially I know a lot of you guys see us on Twitter. So just go to the link um, that we retweeted. Go check it out. Um, I thought I sounded pretty intelligent. Uh, so leave me some reviews in case that's <laughs> in case you guys agree. But yeah, so appreciate you guys' support. I got nothing else. So let's get out of here. Good stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so go check out Miles on NFL Outdated Podcast. He's talking Chargers. And with that, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well, at PatterHourPodLA. And we will actually be announcing the winners to our giveaway tonight on Twitter. So that's going to be, well, by the time this episode comes out, the winner will already be announced. But Get excited for that because someone's getting a free Derwin jersey or Derwin James uh, jersey, I should say. So um, we got that going on. Make sure you follow us on social media. And yeah, that's all I got. So let's go ahead and get out of here.